It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday. I'm James Erpine on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Stitcher. Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, Locked on Bengals is there. And so is LockedOnBengals.com, where right now you have an article about Tyler Eifert, Jeremy Hill, Carson Palmer, and Andy Dalton, and more on the website, LockedOnBengals.com, including every single Locked on Bengals podcast. Hey, can I tell you guys something real quick, just between us? And I know a lot of, we have a lot of Bengals fans that are just Bengals fans, and you're not local, and that's fine. Totally fine. I love it. I love that we have so many different audiences and so many different fans and listeners across the country, across the globe. But I have some breaking news. And I'm not exactly sure when it's launching, but I just wanted to mention it now. So if you happen to be a Cincinnati baseball fan, you can brace yourselves and get ready for it. Because there's a new podcast that's going to debut. And it will be before baseball season. It from what I'm told, is going to launch very, very soon, the Locked On Reds podcast. And if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, it's going to be a lot like this. Your one-stop shop, daily Reds insight throughout the season, off-season, and more. And I'm going to be the one hosting. So it's exciting. We'll do some baseball as well, Locked On Reds. I know a lot of you are just Bengals fans, but I just wanted to mention it here at the beginning of the podcast before we dive into it. By the way, Rocky Boyman is today's guest, so how about that? Rocky Boyman going to join me in just a bit. But first, let's get into something that I heard yesterday on ESPN 1530 here locally. And Jim Osarski, who's appeared on this podcast, covers the Bengals for the Enquirer, was on with Mo Egger. And he was asked about... The, the odds that the Bengals could consider a quarterback with the 12th pick. Here's what Jim had to say. I don't believe so, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, Mike Brown, when I sat down with him uh, before heading out of Mobile, and then, you know, Marvin Lewis and Blazer really, really support and, and are behind Andy Dalton. Um, and Marvin Lewis isn't interested in self-made quarterback controversies. And let's be real. Yeah. Whatever happens with A.J. McCarron in a month, Mo, um, he's probably going to move on. They may draft a quarterback in the fourth or fifth round or third round, you know, to, you know, to, to build up that depth. But I don't know if they're, you know, maybe if Baker Mayfield's sitting there at 12, someone trades up to get him. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. just don't think that they'd want to do that to themselves, to be honest. <laughs> I'm laughing because I would cry otherwise. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh! But we knew it was coming. And I'm going to just spend a couple minutes on this because I want to get to Rocky Boyman because he's got some insight from the Senior Bowl, John Ledyard. I will catch up with him later today. It's later. I wanted to get this podcast out to you for your drive home on Friday. So I'm, I'm going to talk to him later this evening. That I'll play for you. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a Saturday Locked On Bengals podcast. Worst case, it'll be Monday. We'll have John Ledyard on, like I promised. I, I, was, I didn't lie. I'm going to speak to him today. But uh, I wanted to have something for you on your way home on a Friday. So that's what we have. We have Rocky Boyman. Yeah, so what we replaced John Ledyard with a Super Bowl champion who works for ESPN and calls college football. I mean, he's got pretty good insight. It's a, it's a good problem to have here at the Lockdown Bengals podcast. But what the hell? I've heard nothing but great things about Baker Mayfield this week. Nothing but great things. I know for a fact, just because if you follow him, John Ledyard's a fan. I know for a fact that Rocky Boyman likes him, and we'll talk to him in just a second. So to me, between the two, oh, if Baker's there, we're going to trade out, trade the pick, take advantage of it. Oh, oh, it just shows you, man. It just shows you. Change all that crap that Marvin threw out there that they shoveled us. It's crap. Andy, Marvin, they're here to stay. The change, the big changes the Bengals made this offseason, it's not free agency. It's not how they build a team. It's not how they evaluate. None of that. Nope, 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 nope. You know what it's going to be? Terrell Austin, who they didn't even want to change. They wanted Paul Gunther. They tried to keep him, and rightfully so, but they didn't even want to change that. Paul Alexander's the guy. That's the big change this offseason. Woo! New offensive line coach. You kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, if Baker Mayfield's there at 12, maybe they trade back. You mean pick him? You mean take him? You mean take the kid that I, I've seen Lewis Riddick rave about? Uh, the, the kid that so many people in Cleveland right now, there are two beat writers in Cleveland that have compared him to Johnny Manziel and they have no idea what they're talking about. Like, Outside of being short and white, Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel are, are completely different. Besides that, they were really, really good college football players. Baker Mayfield, is he an alcoholic? Is he a drug addict? I, I'm serious about that. Is he an alcoholic or is he a drug addict? Because if not, then he's not Johnny Manziel. So when you make those comparisons, yeah, off the field, Baker Mayfield got arrested that one time because he was drunk. Because Yeah, okay, that happened. How many times does he show up late to meetings? How many, what's his personality like? How hard does he work? How into it is he? Oh, he grabbed his crotch. Big deal. You know what Philip Rivers and Tom Brady say to people? I've talked to multiple defensive players, Rocky Boyman being one of them, about Philip Rivers. And he's like, man, I hated that mother. I'm not going to cuss too much on the podcast, but I hated that mother. I hated him so damn much, but if he was on my team, I would have loved him. That's how I think Baker Mayfield is. I remember talking to Jordan Evans about him because he played with Baker Mayfield in college. Here's what Jordan Evans had to say about Baker Mayfield. I'm a huge Baker fan. I always supported him. And I always tell people, you know, people always talk about how competitive he is and his whatever. I was like, well, if you think that's something, you should see him practice because it doesn't change. You know, he's just like that in practice, high-driven guy. So I'm definitely happy for him to be back at the Heisman, and I know he's winning it this year. I, I don't know. I'm not saying pick Baker Mayfield. At some point, I'm sure I might say that on this podcast. I, I'm, I am saying pick a quarterback in the first two rounds. Find a way. You, you could trade up. They have 10 picks. So that doesn't mean take him at the 45th pick or the 12th pick. You, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. But trade up if your guy falls. Potential? Yeah, I would do that. Find a way. 
to get the because there's going to be a quarterback that every NFL team should evaluate as QB one as a franchise guy in this class. And it could be any of them: Rosen, Darnold, Baker, Lamar Jackson. I'm betting one of those guys is there at twelve. And if the Bengals evaluate one as a franchise quarterback and then don't pick him because one they didn't evaluate him fully, or two they have Andy Dalton, get the hell out of here with the nonsense. Get the hell out of here with it. That's nonsense. That's bull. That's the worst. That's the dumbest thing I've ever... I don't care who's there. Every single prospect could be there. But if you have a franchise quarterback that you think can be the guy, you get him. Period. You know what I would do to get Philip Rivers in his prime over what they have in Andy right now? Like, Philip Rivers in his prime, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Competitive as hell. Never had anything around him. Always overcome overcame his surroundings. So th- that frustrates the hell out of me. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, and more here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's get to Rocky Boyman. Rocky Boyman's on Twitter, at RockyBoyman50. He's got all sorts of contacts down in Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and he's with us now. Rocky, I appreciate the time. Let's start, okay, let's start with the Senior Bowl and the importance of it because I know some of uh, listeners on this podcast, some listeners on, on the radio show at ESPN 1530, their eyes might roll over and not realize why it's so important. Why is the Senior Bowl so important to teams and the evaluating process for the players. Yeah, I think uh, whether it's the Senior Bowl or the East West Shrine game or, or any of these other Hula Bowl, any of these other uh, <laughs> college uh, All Star games, to sort of things, I, I think they're that they can be good. I, I think for for two reasons. First, if you're a player that has a, a significant um, like something significant that people are questioning, right? If you're a quarterback and people are questioning your arm strength, then you should go and show that you can throw the ball, right? If you're an offensive tackle that the word is, okay, you're big, you're strong, but you have bad feet, you should go to the Senior Bowl, you should go to the East-West Shrine. To, you know, so some of these scouts can get a little bit of a look at that. So, again, a significant question mark, you go there, you try to prove the scouts wrong. The other thing that's good for James is uh, players that it's not quite sure what position – they're going to translate to into the NFL, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example from uh, when I play, I play. I didn't play in the Senior Bowl, but I played in the East West Shrine Game, and there was a quarterback out of Indiana named Antoine Randall. Okay, yeah, just like everyone knows that name. Um, but he was transitioned. He wanted, you know, he knew he couldn't play in the NFL as a quarterback, so he wanted to obviously become a wide receiver. So he goes out there and. In the entire week, you could see it from the get-go. The kid just had it, right? And, of course, the rest is history. So, you know, a player like him, uh, a player this year, there's a kid by the name of Jalen Samuels, who I love. Uh, he's from NC State. He plays like a like a running back, fullback, tight end, slot receiver. He's like a total Swiss Army knife. But I think, that, you know, someone like him where you don't know what exactly position he's going to translate into, I think you go there for the week. The scouts kind of move you from here to there and, and kind of see what you're good at. If you're a defensive 
say you're a nose guard. Uh, University of Texas has a nose tackle uh, by the name of Puna Ford. Now, is he a 3-4 nose tackle, or is he a 4-3-3 technique or one technique? You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's so if you're kind of, you know, a little bit of a tweener, you don't know what position you're going to translate to in the NFL. And, again, if you have some question marks coming out of college, I think those are two big reasons you go and play in some of these games. To me, I think maybe not the game itself, but the practices and getting in front of these scouts and getting in front of all the personnel, as many media members as that go down there now to Mobile for this game, for all of the the different All-Star games like you mentioned, is practice almost more important in these situations than, than the games? 100% 100% more important. It's, I mean, the game, I mean, I don't even think Baker Mayfield is going to play in the game. He's, he's from what I'm hearing, he's just going to do the, uh, the three days of practice there. Cause that's what, that's what the, you know, that's when you can do the real evaluate. And that's where you can, you, you get a, say a running back uh, in some drills and you see if he can beat some, uh, beat a linebacker in man coverage and one-on-one, you see if he can pass block. Uh, you see, you know, those sorts of things. So they set up, those coaches down there do a great job of, you know, setting up the scenarios of um, you know, different things that you'll face and different things you'll be asked to do in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, certainly the, the practices are, are more important. Uh, I, I remember, again, I played in the East West Shrine game, and uh, kind of for me, you know, I was more of like a on the ball outside linebacker, but I could play off the ball. But again, there was kind of a question, you know, could I do that? And, my senior year, I was kind of played a little bit out of position, so uh, I went out there and and you kind of play, you know played like an outside linebacker off the ball, and, and during those three days of practice, three four days, you know, I was able to kind of show I could do some of those kind of skill set sort of things that uh, I'd be asked to do in the NFL. Follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Boyman fifty. Let, let's talk about some of these prospects. Let's start with the line. Have you heard anything about the the offensive linemen in this? Uh, participating in the Senior Bowl, practicing this week that have stood out that the Bengals could potentially have their eye on come draft time? Yeah, I, I knew uh, Bradley Bozeman, who's a center from Alabama. I, I know I, I liked him as a player. I, you know, I covered him this year, seen him on tape, seen him in person. He's a good player. Uh, again, is he, is he a center? Is he a guard? Uh, I think that's something um, that's going to be a question mark. Also, um, there's a, a kid by the name of uh, Colby uh, Gossett. He's from Appalachian State. You know, so a smaller school, can he play with the, the big boys kind of thing? I don't know if he's a, a prospect for the Bengals or anything, but, you know, something like that, like a smaller school kid who can go out there and if he can compete with the kids that are of the, the Power Five schools and things like that, I, I think that's something that, uh, you know, would be beneficial for someone like him. And, you know, look, of course, uh, a lot of the top, top guys aren't even playing in the game, you know what I mean? Because, again, they don't, there's not, Many questions that they feel they have to uh, have to answer out there. So you know, like the kid from uh, Oklahoma, the offensive tackle, uh, you know, he's not playing the game. So you know, it's it's one of those things where you know some of the, the guys that can go down there and try to improve their stock a little bit. Jim Osarski joined Mo yesterday, and he basically said that the the Bengals probably wouldn't consider a quarterback with the twelfth pick. Based on what you've heard, because I've seen rave reviews from Baker Mayfield, and I don't even know if he would be there at twelve. Uh, but obviously, you know what Andy Dalton brings to the table. One, it's a two-parter. What have you heard about Baker Mayfield, how he's performing down there in Mobile, Alabama, for this Senior Bowl week? And two, do you think that's a guy who could be an upgrade from Andy Dalton? Well, number one, uh, you know, I got, I got a couple guys down there I've talked to, um, you know, coach, coaches and a couple guys that are down there watching practice. And kind of the word I've got on Baker Mayfield is he's he's everything – 
pretty much everyone thought going in going into that week of practice. You know, the big thing on Baker Mayfield is first of all is you know just kind of his his presence. You know what I mean? I think you want a quarterback that has presence, kind of fills the room, kind of deal is confident. You know, can pick up the playbook easy, and and obviously he's a guy that. You know, his accuracy is impeccable. That, that's the number one thing I like about him, and, and I think that is we, – we've seen that um, by all accounts down there at the at the Senior Bowl. So I, I think he's a guy that, you know, you, you go in, a certainly quarterback. I mean, that's the most scrutinized – maybe the most scrutinized job position in the, in the entire world, literally. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, you, know, you know, especially a guy like him who's going to go in there and – you know, is he going to measure six one, or is he going to measure five eleven? I don't know. That hasn't, you know, I don't, they'll probably do that at the combine. But uh, you know, all those sorts of questions are going to be asked. But so far, I think uh, Baker Mayfield has has impressed. He's I, I've I've really liked him, and I know there's a, a school of thought out there that he, you know, he can't make it in the NFL because of his size. And I, I think there's you look at Russell Wilson. To me, you look, he's more like a breeze guy. Just impeccable accuracy, moves around. Fills the room up, confident guy in the huddle kind of thing. I, I, I'd love to see him in stripes. There's absolutely no question. I would bet my house the Bengals uh, don't make any sort of uh, move to, to get that done, but whenever we, we can wish. But I, I, I firmly believe I could be proven wrong, but I think Baker Mayfield will make one hell of a pro. Yeah, well, what do you think about that, about the Bengals' unwillingness almost? Because you and I both know, and I think I might do this topic today at 3, the Bengals are so stubborn, they talk about change, and yet it's going to be the same head coach, probably the same quarterback, same owner, a lot of the same faces. To me, like if you're not addressing or not even looking at addressing the quarterback position, what's truly changing? Yeah, again, and look, that's, that's the, um, the, the argument against uh, bringing back uh, Marvin and, and Andy and all those guys, because you know, what, what is that they have been the two mainstays in this past uh, seven-year kind of run here where they've done some good things but ultimately fell short of, of the ultimate goal. So um, I, I guess, uh, you know, just to play devil's advocate, the other side is, you know, look, it's, uh, you know, you got a quarterback who's, who's really good. And, and he's, you know, he's a quarterback a lot of teams would like to have. Um, and do you then take the, the, the mindset of, look, let's not try to, uh, look a gift horse in the mouth here. Let's just try to build around him, try to surround him with talent the way they did two and three years ago and see if that's the better route versus, you know, getting risky. And, I mean, the other thing with Andy Dalton is he's, he's you know, his, his payroll number is, is pretty low for, for you know, if you look around the league in terms of what, you know, top quarterbacks are getting paid. So, I mean, that, that's the other side of it. I would love to see just, just to see something different, to see a different style of a, of a quarterback uh, come in and and uh, and even just create some competition, even if he even if he just arrests around and does an Aaron Rodgers thing for two or three years, I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But uh, again, I just I think this is a you know, an organization that's overall is averse to a ton of risk, and there's good you know and there's something to be said about that. You know, sometimes you know risky people, people that gamble too much. Um, you wind up losing it, but uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to see them take some more risk at times. But uh, traditionally, that's not something they usually do. A couple more questions for you: Is there is there any other seniors, anyone you covered at ESPN that stand out that you know are playing this week in the bowls, or, or that Bengals fans should just have on their radar? Whether it's linemen, I know there's plenty of other positions of need, whether it's linebacker, defensive line, et cetera, for the Bengals. 
any other guys that that our fans should be paying attention to? Yeah, I mean, in terms of of the Bengals, uh, you know, obviously offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Uh, there's a this is a great crop of defensive linemen coming out. There's a kid, uh, a tackle by the name of Derek Noddy, um, from Florida State. He's playing in the game. Uh, a kid by the name of Deshaun Hand. He's a defensive tackle from Alabama. He's playing in it. Um, so there's, you know, I, I think that's a position group that's really, really, really loaded in terms of what you're seeing at the, you know, the Senior Bowl and things like that. Uh, things like that. So, I think that's something. Uh, you know, there's there's lots of good wide receivers out there. James Washington is a great <laughs> wide receiver from Oklahoma State. I mean, talk about catch radius, things like that. I don't think it makes any sort of sense for the for the Bengals to to look that way. Um, but, uh, you know, again, certainly some good players. Uh, you know, Jalen Holmes from defensive end from Ohio State is going to be playing in the game. So, and again, I talked earlier about Jalen Samuels. I, I really like him from NC State just because he's the kind of kid, James, that you just know that New England is going to take him and he's going he's gonna to be that move-around hybrid offensive piece that is just really going to fit into that style of offense. So a lot of great players. I mean, how we could go through the – the list here all, all day long, but uh, some good players out there and some things uh, Bengals fans can watch and, um, you know, get, get a little wish list going. Yeah, Samuel's listed as a, a tight end. Doesn't seem like he'd be a tight end at the next level. More of a running back? Yeah, I think he's, yeah, I think he's like an, an H-back kind of a, a position. Gotcha. You know, almost something something different, you know what I mean? Almost like a, um, you know, where he can he can block a little bit, but he can, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield. He can, you know, take a, an, an end-around sweep. He can also move him out in the slot. I think he's, uh, you know, and just watch him in college. You didn't want a linebacker out there covering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's also 5'11", you know, close to 230 pounds. So he's, he's that kind of that, everyone talks about the tight ends at, at you know, at 6'5", and and two fifty, two sixty being mismatches. This is the same sort of thing uh, out there. So, uh, so that's that. I want to also. Uh, there's a lot. There's a running back getting a lot of hype uh, coming out of this week is uh, from Arizona State named Kalen Blash. And and boy, does he look good getting off the bus. He's six three, uh, you know, two thirty, two thirty five, big. And I know he'll test well. He's been turning heads. I, I saw him in person, and to me, he was a kid that. I mean, for being his size, why is he not run the ball downhill, just trying to run people over? And he kind of one of those guys that wanted to bounce the ball outside too much because he kind of could get away with it because he was that athletic. But I don't know if that's going to work in the NFL. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I just I remember seeing him in person, being like, "Boy, everyone is going to just fall head over heels about this kid <laughs> come the Senior Bowl and come the NFL Combine because he'll test well." Yeah, I don't know how it'll translate uh, to uh, to draft day or to the NFL, but that's just there's one thing I happened to <laughs> happened to see as I was uh, checking up on some things. Can there. you can you imagine the Bengals coaches trying to rotate Joe Mixon, him a rookie that that measures really well, <laughs> and Giovanni Bernard in the backfield at the same time? They wouldn't know yeah, what to do, Rocky. They, they wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> wouldn't know what to do. I, I, I mean, like in terms of the Bengals, James. You know, I I put my pick out there, God, probably a month ago. I, I like the Quentin Nelson kid, the guard from Notre Dame. I, I think I think he's you know a better prospect than the tackle, the Mike McGlinchey kid, hands down. He's you know six six five three thirty five, a humongous uh, body for a, for an offensive guard. He can move. He's a road grader. He finishes people. Uh, I I the so Bengals uh, picked him there. And I think it also makes sense. And again, you know, you know the story, James. The Bengals, 
You know, what did we hear with Zeitler? They don't like to pay the offensive guard position. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they, they need to value it because that position has become of more value in today's NFL than in the past. With the quarterbacks getting the ball out of their hands so fast, that rush is coming up the middle, and they're trying to find a way to get pressure the quarterback, get in his face a little bit. So you need that, you need that offensive guard that can not only be a powerful guy in the run game, but in the pass game that can kind of be stout so his quarterbacks can get those one steps and those three step passes off. So uh not just because he's a Notre Dame kid, James, but uh no. I like the Quentin Nelson guy out of N D. Oh no, I've heard he's amazing. I heard he could be an all pro as a rookie. <laughs> Which... he's, yeah, I, I, he's got all the measurables and he's I mean the biggest thing I look for in linemen is do you uh, you just want to rip people's faces off. I mean pure and pure and simple. I mean that's a dirty, nasty not fun position, and it takes a certain kind of mindset, you know, a certain kind of mindset that, you know, maybe not uh, a guy you want your daughter to date or anything, you know what I mean? But uh, but uh, I think he's that kind of guy. He's not a finesse guy at all. I think he comes from a system where they, you know, they were downhill running team. He's not from the damn Big 12 where you don't know whether he's going to be able to come out of a stance or if he's going to do anything more than a two-step. Uh, shuffle slide or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a good player. True or false, if they picked him at 12, he would instantly become their best offensive lineman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's all hyperbole. <laughs> he could come in and, you know, I've... No, I've heard, I've heard really good that you're just one of many that think Quentin Nelson is, is a stud uh, or will be a stud at the pro level right away. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but that's the thing. It's always such a crapshoot. I mean, you remember Robert Gallery? Yeah. That name? Yep. He From was, Iowa, he was, right? Yeah, he was like supposedly the most can't miss player in the history of the entire draft, and he turned out to be kind of eh. So, you, you know, you never, especially as a rookie, so you, you never know, um, but you can only go on some of the measurables, how the kid played, obviously. And, you know, is he, is he, a, is he a mean fella? You like that sort of deal. So, um, and then you hope, uh, look, you hope the new offensive line comes, coach comes in and, 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 uh, and develops it, whether it's him or whether it's anybody. That's, I'm, that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to, to seeing what the new line coach can do with you know some new faces around there, even with the old faces, James. Maybe he comes in, and, and uh, Jake Fisher, who's been kind of, eh, maybe he comes in and, and for whatever reason can, can teach him the proper techniques and things like that, and he turns the hump. I, I think that's something, if you're a Bengals fan, you're, you're really, really hoping for. Yeah, he's Rocky Boyman. I mean, Rocky, I appreciate the time. You've been great with it. Last question. And Vince yes. McMahon announced yesterday about the XFL. You're a Cincinnati native. Obviously, you live here now. You think the XFL would be a good fit here in Cincinnati? I, I don't know. I, you know what? <laughs> Why not? I, I love the idea. You know what I mean? Take all the things right now that is turning people away from the NFL, the, the three-hour and 15-minute games, uh, the what is a catch question, the, the witch hunt on some of the hits, you know, the long, long replays, all those things that just drive fans nuts and change them. Mm-hmm. Do, do the thing, you know, they're talking about a two-hour game. I would love to see what a two-hour football game looks like. I think it fits in today's, you know, you're competing with soccer. You're, you know, kind of changing that up a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd love to see it. First of all, what that, I mean, it gives us something to talk about every day, a, a Cincinnati whatever uh you know, uh, sort of uh, XFL franchise here. I, I think it'd be cool. It'd be a lot of fun. And um, I, I'm for, I'm excited, actually, in all seriousness, I'm excited to, to see what happens here and, and see what kind of things they can tweak a little bit and make a product that's a little bit different but still keeps the integrity of the game in there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. 
how much money would it would it take to get Rocky Boyman back out there to play in 2020? <laughs> Well, it has to be a guaranteed contract. I know that. Okay, sure. guaranteed money. Five million, two million, one oh, million. God, five million, I'd go out there right now. Okay, <laughs> one million. Uh, it, it wouldn't happen, man. Two million. I, 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 even I started yeah. too high. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I wish, uh, wish that was in the cars, man. Yeah, the. That'd be a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. The Cincinnati Red Blacks. That's what they would call them. Uh, Rocky, I, I appreciate the time. Make sure you follow Rocky on Twitter, at RockyBoyman50. I'm sure we'll talk soon, man. Take care. Sounds good. Thanks, James. That's Rocky Boyman. Follow him on Twitter, at RockyBoyman50. Good stuff from him on prospects on the XFL as well. How about that? I bet you never thought you'd hear XFL talk on Locked on Bengals. I'm James Rapine. Subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a review on iTunes if you can. Check out LockedOnBengals.com. Stay tuned for Locked On Reds. Also, thank you so much for listening. I'm serious. I'm in a great mood today, man. It's Friday. Whew. It's a busy, busy week. I love busy, though. And uh, tried to make up for it with a, a little bit of a longer podcast, 30-minute podcast today versus the other ones earlier this week, especially Wednesday. I apologize again for missing Wednesday. We'll be back at it on Monday. John Ledyard, you'll hear from him. Let's. It's a safe bet that you'll hear from him Monday. I don't want to go out of tune here and do Saturday, but since I didn't do a Wednesday podcast, you might just hear it for Saturday. But just, just stay, t- just refresh that podcast app wherever you listen to us, and check out LockedOnBengals.com. Have a great weekend. Until next time, I'm James Rapine. At the li- at the longest away, worst case, worst case, worst case, worst case. I talk to you guys Monday. I'm James Rapine. Have a great night. And thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.